So welcome to another episode of Anecdotally Speaking. Now, remember, this is the podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. I'm Sean Callahan, And I'm Mark Shank. And tomorrow's a big day for you, Sean. A well-deserved holiday coming up. What's oh, happening? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Uh, Sheena and I are off to New Zealand, South Island. We're going to do a bit of touring around. Uh, we've got a one thing we're going to do is the there's a railway uh, ride across the South Island. It takes us through the the mountains, very Lord of the Rings, I believe. You know, in terms of uh, the scenery there, and and then most most of the time we're just you know sort of bumming around, taking photos is a big thing that I'll do, and enjoying the scenery of the South Island, New Zealand, which is apparently extremely scenic. Um, and so any walking. Yes, we're going to be doing a couple of trails down near the Fiordlands. Of course, you know, we've got the Melford Sound and, you know, some of the amazing places down there uh, that we'll do some walking, some great trails there. I wish, though, I had uh, planned it a little bit better. I could have gone to the North Island and gone to the place where Charles Darwin went. Oh, no. <laughs> I know this is the theme, but maybe next trip. Really? So you're going to New Zealand and you're not going to the Charles Darwin location? I know, I know. It was bad timing, bad planning. Of However... Course, of course, it's uh, it's March and uh, you've kind of given yourself a bit of a conundrum going to the South Island of New Zealand in March because you might need uh, swimwear and you might need your winter woolies. So you're going to have to pack for all seasons. Yeah, I've been told that, that you really can't predict what's going to happen on the next day or maybe even that afternoon. So, But I can predict in the Marlborough area, which is on the north end of the South Island, is the wineries. I can oh, predict yeah. what's going to happen on that area. But anyway, that's that's another story. So let me think. We've got, of course, another story for you, to, uh, for everyone to listen to and and sort of work out how we're going to, how you might tell that story. Uh, Mark's going to take us through it. Give us the setup, Mark. What's how did this come about, and what's the story? So, a few years ago, I was going on a uh, sales call. There was an organisation that wanted a conference speaker, and they wanted to do the sniff test and just check me out. And so, I was meeting with the head of HR for this uh, organisation. So, I did the usual thing and looked at a LinkedIn profile, and and I saw that she'd previously worked at Flight Centre. Perfect connection story was uh, the time when I was working with with Flight Centre up in Wiseman's Ferry in New South Wales, and I was absolutely amazed at the attitude of the flight centre people, like how positive it was. Right. We had a full day workshop and then they were, you know, there was a dinner and drinks and they were partying till quite late. Then a whole bunch of them were up very early playing golf. Now, they weren't very good golfers, so the the golf balls were rattling around in the hotel car park. But at 8.30, they were in the room, completely attentive for the whole day, and they work hard and play hard. So that was my my takeaway. So I just... When I started, when I first met this lady, I walked in and said hi and told her that little story. And she told me, she just said, I love Flight Center. They had great leadership there. And she just went on to tell me one of the best examples of leadership that I've heard in a long time. This was back in the 90s. And she was part of a group of 40 odd people who were going from Melbourne Airport to Hong Kong for a Flight Center event. Uh, traveling with them was one of the founders of Flight Center, a guy called Jeff Harris. And they, you know, he, they'd founded the Flight Center in 1974. So been doing it for a long time. Anyway, they were at the airport and they were checking in. And of course, Jeff, he's a super platinum. So he just sort of waltzes up to the business class check-in counter, gets his business class ticket and he comes back. So this lady was explaining that Jeff was just standing there talking to the group and chatting to people. And he was chatting to a young assistant store manager, talking about his work. And he's going, so, you know, do you sell all classes of airfare? You know, you know, first class, business class. And the young guy's going, yeah, yeah, of course. And Jeff goes, have you ever traveled business class? 
And this guy goes, you know, Heather's like, well, me? <laughs> no way. And Jeff goes, well, I think you should experience it. If you're going to be selling it, you should experience it. And he handed him his business class ticket and exchanged it for the economy class, for the cattle class ticket. Right. And this is no small thing, right? Because Melbourne to Hong Kong is 10 hours uh-huh. and uh, Jeff's a big guy. And so he's traded a comfy business class uh, experience for cattle class, um, you know, middle seat. The lady finished by saying, and that's the sort of leadership we had in Flight Center. Man, I immediately took out my phone and made some notes into my uh, story bank. Yeah. What a great story. I, I love I love that story. It's just such a, wouldn't it be great if we had more leaders like that? Yeah. And in fact, that's one of the, the times when uh, I use that story is when people go, you yeah, know, have you got examples of good, good leadership? Yes. Okay. Let's talk then about what we think you know, really makes that story work. Right? What are the elements? Well, so yeah, so I told the story. What, what's, what's your first reaction? Well, the first, first one for me, two things that spring to mind, I suppose. The first one is very recognisable, right? So, you know, you can imagine people in the airport. You can sort of see that picture. But it's relatable. You know, we've had that experience. We've lined up and did that. We've gone on those company big gatherings as well, right? So all that just seems very familiar and you're sort of going, yep. That's something I've gone through. Mind you, I haven't been given the business class ticket. Uh, so that's, but surely that's, you would have given yours away. Of course, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that's the first thing that jumps out for me. But the other thing that I guess is because it's so familiar, I can see it. You don't, you don't actually have to describe much about it, but I can see the picture of him standing, having that chat to the 23-year-old in the line there and you've got the, you know, the areas that have been sort of Roped off. Roped off, et cetera. I was thinking, it's not quite a rope, is it? But anyway, <laughs> the um, I can see that picture. So that's another element. What about for you? I guess the unexpectedness of the leader handing over his piece of privilege. Yes, right. You know, adding that bit where you sort of say, and this is no small thing for Jeff, he's a big guy, right? I think that just amps it up that little bit more, right? Yeah. It just sort of says, look, there's so something at stake here. And it's his comfort for a 10-hour flight. You told us that, you know, it's a Hong Kong 10 hours. So you're sort of getting the sense that, okay, this is not just a a Melbourne to Sydney, you know, one-hour quick trip. This is something more substantial. Uh, Absolutely. In fact, as you were saying that, I wasn't conscious about it, but it is important when we're telling stories to understand what is at stake. Like, I guess, subconsciously, I'm just going, so what are are the stakes? Yeah, Um, definitely. Which is why I added that detail in. It wasn't planned. No, no. I was thinking whether it would be useful to, I don't know, paint a little more of a picture at the beginning of, you know, where they were going and why, you know, not so much why they were going, but sort of like that they were heading off on this big company gathering of a conference or something like that. I'm just wondering whether just putting that little bit at the beginning could be useful just to help us understand why these people are in the in the airport at that particular time. Well, yeah, because, you know, every year they have the, you know, the big company celebration uh, where they get people together from all over the world and this was the Melbourne, or the Victorian contingent. Yes, yes, okay. yeah, something like that. You know, I think that could be useful. Is there anything else we need to say about the story? I don't think so, unless you can think of anything, Mark. Well, I guess just themes that we've heard, you know, in terms of why stories work. Yes. That one, breaking the script. That little thing where the, the leader does something unexpected the issue of power, which of course is a common theme in stories that we're interested in. But those are themes that we've explored in um, previous podcasts and certainly repeated in the yeah, story. Yeah, definitely. And the power one's a really important one because of course we're always interested in telling stories about people who have power, right? 
And in this case, it's hierarchical power. And of course, we know that there's money power and beauty power and money power. I said money power. And of course, charisma, Sean. Oh, that's right, charisma, yes. So anything to do with that person doing something unusual will, will actually be of interest to people. What about where you might tell this? Like, what's the situation where this story could be a good story to tell? Well, I have used it a number of times, but it's normally in response to a, a situation where people are asking for examples of good leadership. Yes. And I must say, when people ask me that question, that little example springs to mind very frequently. Can I just jump back to you know another thing that's important about that story? Is that oh, you, I know, jumping back. I know, I know, we're jumping out of the, out of the mould here, but... One of the things that you include in there is the guy's name, Jeff Harris. You could have just said, oh, you know, one of the founders of a flight center, but it has more credibility because you can remember the name. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's important. And I guess, yeah, that is really important as well because when we bump into these events all the time and the facts, because stories are facts wrapped in context and delivered with emotion, you really need to, to get the facts right. Yes, definitely. Okay, what, are, what else? How else we might use this? I mean, it's a great example of story triggering, isn't it? It's, you know, he's doing something so remarkable that people will start to tell stories about that event. Of course, they're the things that amplify and, and maintain your culture is the stories that have been told in the organisation, particularly about the leaders. Yeah, and we, in previous episode, we talked about intervention stories and how you can use them as illustrations, uh, sort of springboards to thinking about what could we do around here that could have a similar effect. Yes. And so uh, if you were trying to create a more inclusive culture, you know, servant leadership, those sorts of things. You flattening the organization. Flattening. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You yep. might start by telling that story and going, what could we do that could have a similar effect? Yeah. Of course, you told me uh, a while back about the organization that did the opposite to oh, yeah. Tell me, yeah. Tell me that again. Oh, this was a team off-site in Western Australia, so a very dispersed team across Australia, and, and they got together in Perth, and they had a three-day team-building event, and it was really positive, and they talked about some important messages about how they're going to behave, you know, the targets they're going to hit, the cost savings that they had to achieve, and uh, everybody felt really close. You know, there's a lot of bonding going on, and they all got together and went to the airport, and you know, the head guy just said, see you later, went off to the business class lounge, and they didn't see him again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like everyone was standing there going, hmm. One team. <laughs> One team. Um, yeah. <laughs> We're in this together. Yes. Except I'm at the front of the plane. That's right. We're in yeah. this together, but get behind me now. Yeah. Yeah. So that, they're the things. Here's the thing, though. In organizations, because people are leader watchers, you really have to align your behavior with oh. your what you say, right? Because if you're going to make a choice, you know, here's, here's the thing. Should I choose what they say or what they do? I think I'll choose what they do, right? Oh, yeah. That's my true indicator of what's going on around here. Yeah, right? it's like the you know the leadership spotlight. As you get more senior in your organisation, the spotlight gets brighter and bigger, and there's people are just watching you like hawks, going, "What are they going to do?" Because of course, as you say, what they say, what they do, mm. well, they're going to take their cues from what the leaders do. <laughs> I suppose, you know, just on the culture side of things, you know, we, we like to say that if you want to change a culture, you need to change the stories that have been told. And really, this is just one tiny pixel, if you like, you know, you know, bigger picture of what the culture is. And you have to be very consistent about that. And one of the things that leaders can do is just instead of just saying, hey, we want this one team, you know, we want this, you know, working together, 
They can share stories about it. But here's a really important point. It would be really naff, and naff means stupid, if Jeff Harris told the story of him handing over the business class ticket. Surely that will work. Oh, you know, I was at the airport and I just thought it'd be a nice thing to do to hand over my business class uh, ticket to give the young fellow a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this doesn't sound good, does so it? That's a good example of, so we've been talking about how would you use this story? Well, that's a good example of, of a time when you absolutely would not use a story like that when it's about you. Yes, it's so much better if you can find an example which is just like that. And you might have done that, but you know, you don't want to use your example. You want to use an example of someone else. Um, so and, and one of the things, though, is that if you did have a behaviour that was similar to the Jeff Harris behaviour, you would not need to tell it yourself. No, because of not. people, it would just it would just be like wildfire through the organisation. That's right, exactly. Righty, well, let me see. What? Let's give us this story a rating, Mark. Well, could I just I just want to unpack one more little thing yeah, about that, yeah, which yeah, is good. which is the the idea of there was actually two stories I told there, and one of them was about connection stories and how when you have a meeting or a sales call or any opportunity, it's worth doing some preparation and thinking about what's the story that you might use to help build rapport and connection off the bat. And so in this case, I mean, I just looked at her LinkedIn profile. I'd seen that she worked for Flight Center and I went, right, what's, what's an experience that I've had that's relevant to her? And of course, I just happened to have a, a pretty handy connection story. And it was from that connection story that generated this really cool experience from Flight Center. What was, the, what was the feeling like after those stories had been told? I have to say, by the time she'd finished telling the Jeff Harris story, there was no question that I was going to be their conference speaker. And that was like five minutes into the meeting. Wow. The whole thing was then about execution. It was not about whether I was going to be doing it. Interesting. And that was just because you felt a rapport? It's because we connected really strongly and very quickly. And the old you know, Terence Gargiulio saying... Uh, the shortest distance between two humans is a story. Yeah. Well, I just opened with that story. She responded with a story of her own and suddenly we're like bonded. Yeah. Yeah, we just connected. We had rapport. Yeah, yeah, right. And so interesting too, you know, uh, I noticed this with some of the great uh, TV interviewers. Uh, I'm thinking of Andrew Denton at the moment. He'll often start off an interview by telling a story because he wants his interviewee to share a story. And, you know, stories beget stories, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause I remember an interview he did with, um, with Colin Hay, the lead singer of Men at Work. Oh, and yes. his, one of the questions he asked was, I once read in a magazine that Keith Richards, Keith Richards um, yes. uh, had once said, oh, I used to have a hovercraft once, but I left it in a moat and it broke. So have you ever had any experiences where you're just living a life? That's it. And Colin Hay responded with these great stories about his experience. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 one way of doing it. It's an important way of doing it. Now, in terms of selecting your connection stories, I know one one thing I've got in my mind, you're very lucky to have find an actual story about the flight center, right? So you were able to pick that. I find the next level up from that is to find a story from the same industry. So if I'm going to a mining company, I dig through my mining company stories, right? If I'm going to a pharmaceutical company, you know, I'm digging through pharma stories. In addition to that, is there any other things that you've found that work in terms of the category of connection story that you might be looking for? Well, one of the categories that I have is location. So if I'm in Malaysia, I'll tag stories that are related to, to Malaysia or to the US or Switzerland or whatever. Then location's another one. Yeah, right. What we're talking about here is that Sean and I both have what we call a story bank, habitual collectors of experiences and we know that they're quite ephemeral. So we just have 
the habit of making a note of them. And I use Evernote uh, as my uh, story bank. And Sean, what do you use? Uh, Evernote. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> In episode two of this podcast, we talk a lot about story banks. Oh, there you, you go. Know? And uh, so remember that back way back then? Oh, <laughs> that was a long time ago. Go back to that episode because it, t- it teaches you a lot about how do you set them up and the sort of things that you might want to uh, put in. Great. Okay. So we've covered off, you know, really two stories and uh, this idea of connection stories as well, which I think is so vitally important. I guess I want to go back to the Jeff Harris story and get the rating. Yeah. Since you told the story, I'm going to stop. You know, I think that's one of those really valuable and easy stories to tell. And it has, you know, has impact, right? So I'm going to give it an eight. For me, it's a, it's a great story to have in my back pocket. Yeah, I'm going with eight as well. I love it because it's so short, it's high impact, and it's very easy to retell. Fantastic. Now, anything else we need to cover before we finish off here, Mark? Yeah, I'd just like to remind listeners that if, if the stories that we've told today, you know, the Jeff Harris story about flights, if it triggers an experience where you've seen great leadership, I'd love you to go to our website, www.anecdote.com forward slash podcasts. Tell us what uh, your leadership story was. And by sharing these examples of great leadership, we've got a good chance of seeing more of it in our organizations. Yeah, that's so true. And I just want to thank all our listeners who have sent us great stories, great comments. It's interesting just discovering so many different people who are listening to the podcast and enjoying it and telling me stories back, you know, from things that they've heard and, and other things that have come up. So It's great to hear. Well, I think this is probably a good place to wrap things up. So, yeah, thanks again for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And, of course, uh, tune in to our next episode where we'll talk about how to put stories to work. Mm -hmm.